Winter's Bone. Winter's 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 Hello and welcome to the dungeon. <laughs> oh man, that was good. That's a good intro for us. Maybe we should do that every week. Winter's Bone. Winter's Bone. Winter's Um we are here um I don't know what here Thank means. God. But we are here uh having just watched have both of us having just watched uh Winter's Bone, yeah. uh, Deborah Granick's 2010 masterpiece. I in my opinion masterpiece. We haven't got into what you think, but wow. um and you had me watch this week American Werewolf in London, John Landis's 1981 movie. I and like uh, it's a comedy. I I guess when I I th- I always yeah. imagined this movie was just pure horror, and then I was surprised to see John Landis directed it. Yeah, um, but it's funny as hell that movie. Don't yeah, it's twisted, twisted up in just the right way that, mm-hmm. yeah, it fits with my that childhood mm-hmm. kind of seeing it. Yeah, I wanted to ask you when did you see American Werewolf in London? I was probably eleven or twelve when, and again, dad, the dad, dad, oh uh, yeah, dad, yeah. a dad. But they, I again, it just like, oh, it sticks with you so yeah. hard. And what stuck with you the Jew, like the thing about the Jewish penis, like uh, the... I forgot that there was the menorah on the um, on the you know above the fireplace when yeah. they're destroying it in the double nightmare. Yeah. The double nightmare was a big was a big thing yeah. for me, or the nightmare within a nightmare. Mise on a nightmare. Oh, so so perfect. Yeah, and still so good. Mise and... having a nightmare, and the soundtrack is great. Yeah, soundtrack's great. I was a kid, and uh, but I can't remember exactly the circumstances. But the soundtrack is so great. That's what my main takeaway was. Like, um, uh, just all those different versions of Blue Moon. And yeah, all the moon, yeah, the, all the moon songs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really uh, lovely. And the transformation scene is still incredible. Yeah, you know, don't you yeah, think? Yeah, yeah. You mean the initial, just, the initial one? Well, yeah, just the um, yeah when he when he first yeah. the the in depth mm-hmm. thriller style uh, transformation he goes through. You know, comparing that to. Uh, we we spent some time last week talking about the RoboCop transformation. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it's interesting because they're both having these sort of like out of body experiences in the midst of it. Um, well, I keep coming back. The thing that I kept thinking about throughout the week with it was kind of his knowing that it's coming mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. what. What what are you gonna do about it? You know, and then when it does come, it's this. It is still just an absolutely excruciating yeah. reality. You know that you have to, to. I like to to be in. I like that his buddy is like, listen. There's you gotta you just gotta kill yourself. Like there's no <laughs> way there's no way around this one. And I forgot how much it returns to that. Yeah. And I thought about like as a parent that my dad was showing me that like that's, but it's just an interesting. Yeah, Re- refrain of the movie of the of the movie itself. Yeah, uh, but just so destructive and yeah, just knowingly so, and sets it up from the very beginning, and so it enjoys itself so much in, yeah. in, the, co- in yeah. the comedy that you're saying. Yeah, 
it does enjoy itself a lot it's a really charming movie it's it's a it's a really beautiful little movie. It's so short. Yeah, I, didn't, I forgot how short it was in my in my mind. It was much longer, but yeah, it's a, it is just in just a few you know little places and wraps itself up. Yeah, it like it brings up all these. There's all these things watching that movie, like going through the movie. There's all these moments where you find yourself thinking, "Well, how are they going to explain? How are they going to explain this?" <laughs> And then the movie just doesn't bother with any of that shit. It totally works on its own terms. Yeah, no, I was thinking that you know the domain is so much. It becomes it's so interior to you know his thoughts and his nightmares and his fantasies mm-hmm. and what and what's overtaking his mind in this process. And it it it, it expands like a very small, you know, what's a very small little thing, you know, to this mm-hmm. larger. Yeah. Level. It made me think. I liked. It made me think a lot about preoccupations. Um, so he's Mm. he's obviously preoccupied with the fact that he's becoming a werewolf, which is fair. (laughs) If I was becoming a werewolf, I think I'd also be preoccupied. But it just that the the his werewolfness, um, feels to me like a stand-in for maybe anxiety or boredom like uh i don't know i wrote in my notes that this is a movie about being bored um like a sexual anxiety yeah there was, and there well was a... i was thinking about sexual anxiety a lot yeah 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 I for was. sure and i didn't and I, that another layer that i didn't remember analyzing so deeply when i was younger but just the awkwardness you know throughout the whole thing of it and how front and center that you know even their conversation is about you know girls back home or mm-hmm. or whatever they're talking about you know on their on their brief the brief yeah. time that uh that his friend is on the <laughs> on the map yeah but uh oh yeah but yeah yeah but just an amazing in an amazing friend movie yeah too. great friend movie yeah i mean in some ways more friend movies should do should try this tactic of um like ghost friend like you get to the ghost friend really quickly and then yeah you do and then most like of the movies quick. just like your ghost friend telling you to kill yourself <laughs> you know yeah you need, we need more of these types yeah we need, i think we need more of that um the he the i forget what's the main character's name i cannot even remember i, I was gonna ask yeah. you i cannot literally can't remember and i don't know if they who gives a shit yeah but yeah. um he uh he has this really charming or not White guy charming's, wine, white charming's guy. the wrong word, but he's simultaneously so innocent, but also he's this like, um, very, there's something. Yeah. He uh, had like a it, Stallone quality, like a, uh, yeah. Like a, a dumbness to him that he's got a also... dumbness to him, but you, you also believe that this nurse does want to have sex with him. And the scene, <laughs> the scene where she went after she brings him home, when she's mm-hmm. when she's talking mm-hmm. to him about what she wants, and she's she's kind of like, listen, I don't know how to say this exactly, but I'm I'm attracted to you. <laughs> like, th- I thought that was so really so sweet, kind of. Yeah, and it, it's is there like a whole genre of this America of the American abroad, the American yeah, idiot tra- hooking up, uh, yeah, trying to hook up uh, abroad or whatever. 
that it kind of lays out from the very beginning and, and it and it and it threads through and falls back on yeah kinda over and over a very simplistic like childish you know a narrative but and that's maybe what makes the and it's not as much gore as I remember as a kid you know but even the, the even yeah. the few the few moments are just I guess stark enough yeah that they got me when I was a kid or maybe yeah. there weren't as many choices or something or that I knew of there's also something this is an obvious thing to say but there's also something so heartbreaking about he want he wants to be a good person this thing has happened to him yeah. that he can't control yeah and that moment at the end when he attack he moves to attack her and they shoot him um, yeah like you think for a moment oh maybe he hears her maybe he won't maybe the werewolf won't attack but he can't he's not himself anymore there's so many yeah. like sweet moments he he accepts his fate so readily kind of yeah that call when he calls his sister on the phone yeah no that, that it was yeah there's a the a, a narco there's this narcoleptic level to it yeah, or yeah yeah again like or this nightmare level to it of just the yeah of it, it slipping on mm, mm. and yeah what who you who you who you're gonna end up being uh-huh. coming for you you know i was thinking Ugh. just how yeah how how who you, who you end up being is is coming for you you know yeah. in the in the in the movie yeah. and not as not as much so with what re <laughs> well, dog. no, I think that comes up a lot. But, in some, but somewhat, her father, and right, and, or or and maybe more, the, the fact that if she could not be changed through this process, yeah, that it would be the the finest strength that she could show. Yeah, but in terms of the thing you were saying about who you are comes for you. There's that great line that John Hawks, like her uncle, what's his uh, name? Teardrop. Teardrop. That he ha- he has this line about his brother, who's once they've accepted that he's dead, um, he's he says something like, um, "Oh, she's Ree's talking about how she's embarrassed. There's part of her that's embarrassed that he snitched." Um, and John Hawks is saying, "Well, you know, there were so many years that he didn't. He he like he didn't, and he didn't, and then he did." And yeah, to this point, yeah, up to this point, when he did, yeah, and I just that's so. Um, oh man, you could you can keep. There's something keep the werewolf. Uh, there's something encouraging about that that you could keep, if you can just keep being good one day at a time, like keep being a good person one day at a time, or yeah. keep keep not doing, keep not stepping over the line you can't come back from. And what and whatever we don't want to be coming to bite us, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. may it not may it not come to d- today. Mm-hmm. I guess particularly, yeah, um, yeah. Win- as, as the other side of that, Winter's Bone has a lot of sweetness in it too. For a movie as violent as it is, like even the people who are being totally fucked up to her, they do. There's like these sweet. There's that moment where Teardrop's wife or whatever is like, here's a doobie for your walk. <laughs> yeah. Like, and he, he the... almost like chokes her out, basically. <laughs> He's like so cruel. 
he they throw some money at her, but then she very sweetly is like, "Here's a doobie for you." And, uh, and then they they say, well, "I guess later <clears throat> they've be- beaten her senseless." And yeah. They say, you know, well, well, let me help her to a car. Yeah. You know, when they two dudes like help help yeah, lift yeah. her to put her in the car gently. Yeah. And these lit, yeah, li- true true limits to where we're willing to step with someone. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the most absurd, yeah. For, the most absurd foundations. I mean, I think she says, she says, uh, yeah, aren't, aren't we family? Shouldn't that count for something? Yeah. You know, or, or one of them says something like that. And they're like, yeah, well, I guess surprisingly, you know, little mm-hmm. at times, but I guess it's there. It's mm-hmm. there. Yeah. That scene. Um, I don't know what to make of it exactly, but that scene, there's like a sort of lyrical moment, maybe like two thirds of the way through the movie where, uh, when she's going through the baby pictures. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there's that weird poetic sequence of her t- two little siblings kind of playing outside. And it, it, watching the movie, I, I remembered this from the first time I saw it, watching it this time, that everything felt... I felt like I was watching a horror movie, like the, in the sense that I was expecting something terrible to happen to these children. But they don't. They're just like playing on these hay bales, kind of, or or whatever it is. I don't know what they're doing, but they're like <laughs> yeah. they're like running around, and it's, yeah. it's just really sweet. Yeah. Um, but a precarity, a precariousness. You, that's right. That's there. You feel for the way these people's lives are like hanging on by a on a oh, yeah on a balance. Yeah, you're right. In that scene where she where he goes to uh, try to get into the army. Um, mm-hmm. that scene just crushes me. Like the mm-hmm. way the recruiter talks to her is in- so kind. Um, yeah. yeah. Th- there's a kindness there that you don't see often from anyone really. He, he, uh, he, he levels with her. I see, yeah. Reason, reason that doesn't fall to any other yeah. devices. Like you he know, knows just... he's selling a shitty bill of goods and he's like, this isn't the answer. And I'm like, you, yeah, and I'm really sorry that you story. don't have an answer. Like, um, there's nothing he can do for her and he, but he's honest with her about it. And there's yeah. a, there's a way that, 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 that moved me the, mm-hmm. the way he, did, right. the way he didn't try to sugarcoat it, but was still kind. And at the same time, that pure kindness is crushing to her in that moment yes, that yes. she can't make this $40,000 like on the spot well, <laughs> and, and the signing bonus. And you know, everyone else up. in the movie who doesn't help her, um, she's got like withering. She she has like withering shit to give back to them. Yeah. Like, yeah, she's got sass. She's got she's smarter than everybody else. Mm-hmm. She gives it back to all those people. But with him. Because he like looks her in the eye, kind of maybe. That's the cut. It's the deeper oh. cut, dude. That fucked me up, <laughs> man. That scene fucked me up. Yeah. It made me think about the. It made me grateful to not have experienced the kind of desperation that makes me need to go do that to try to get forty thousand dollars. Oh, and on the uh, and, on, and on the cheesier level of just you know those those moments in your life when that per when you that person slices through your life you yeah. know that that changes it. Can you think of a time a, when a, a stranger has sliced through your life that way? 
let's just say, you know, meeting Lindsay in the dorm, just happening to be, like, outside in the dorm, you know, hallway or whatever. Let me just say for our listeners that Lindsay is Seth's wife. Yes. Okay. But, yeah, just... Yeah, happen, happening to meet her in the in the hallway or something like that, mm. or kind of running back into someone. Oh, uh, or Brian Hen- uh, Brian Henry, the uh, teaching the creative writing, kind of running into him on the yeah. uh, on the bus and him kind of asking if I was going to keep doing something that kind of led me to UMass and meeting you. And the, oh, I never knew things. that. I never knew that. Well, I think it was just like you know, he was like, you know, you could repeat this class or this class over and over for credit. So I was like, oh, okay, you know. So I had to, ended up doing like four more times meeting Natalie and all these other people. Yeah, that yeah. Way. And uh, but then that kind of just propelling, propelling me to UMass too, because that was his where he'd gone to. Yeah, yeah. And, well, I uh, mean, those are moments. I I would love to talk about those moments because slicing are, right over to you. Well, yeah. No, and but the, and those are moments where people who became important to you or were important to you sort of stuck with you for a long time. But yeah. are you ever like at the fucking grocery store? Or like... I was going to ask you, I was assuming that this happened, that happens to you all the time. Well, that sometimes you... I feel like I'm wearing a fucking sign or something. Yeah, it must happen. See, it never happens to me at all for ever. People just start telling me shit about themselves. <laughs> I don't, no, yeah, I don't totally understand it. But so, are but you're still rece- you're receiving, you're receptive. Well, of it now, I try, or... I try sometimes if I'm not feeling too vulnerable to, to, to give a little more of myself, maybe to plunge the hand into the waters. Yeah, yeah, to be willing to help. You know, I had this crazy experience the other day. I don't know what I was looking for. But I was like scrolling back through face my Facebook like archive or whatever. Sounds awful. And I know it sounds terrible. But um, God, I don't know. Maybe it was like a memory that came up. I don't know what it was. Mm. But um, could be powerful. This uh, it was this <laughs> thing that I had totally forgotten from years ago when I lived in Northampton, Massachusetts, where evidently I had mm. totally forgot about this. But evidently, mm. two days in a row. While I was like on my walk through town, there was this um, one of the uh, like people living on the street in Northampton. Um, this man in a wheelchair uh, was like unable to get up on the curb. Two days in a row, I saw this guy. Mm-hmm. Helped him get up on the like get up on the curb he needed to get up on on his wheelchair. And then both days he evidently he asked me to like wheel him to someplace down the road like a ways down the road and wow. i di- and i did it two days like two days in a row like you just remembered that i hung out with this man for like probably 15 minutes like wow i probably didn't have anything else i need i was in a rush to go do but i like wheeled this man to his destination and we chatted but what's crazy to me is that i forgot all like i had no recollection of this whatsoever and I think I think of myself as the kind of person who doesn't do things like that, like that I avoid these interactions. Maybe uh, I think of myself maybe as a piece of shit <laughs> who wouldn't help anyone. No, like, no, it's like we, who wouldn't help like a dirty man on the street. I'd be like afraid <laughs> of him getting me sick or something. No, you're apparently portraying me as the person that that won't help. No, uh, I'm not. We have well, this right. isn't about you. No, because I'm realizing that I've just not. I have not had many of these experiences. But like that's this. the thing is, I bet you have ones. But you've I think that you're also you. You are placing yourself in the universe in a way that 
consistently. Well, that I, I am, oh, I am always, I, look, I am always it. looking a little bit. Yeah. For like, I, it up. I think I'm always looking a little bit for some thing to change my life or something. It's um, kind of like, you know, I want to have that Rilke moment. It's even like, uh, it's just spacing in sports and stuff. Like where, how do you know where you're supposed to be? In any particular time, that's this, that's this valuable, that's this valuable space, this most valuable space that ends question. up that would be you know where these are places oh, yeah. at all times, uh-huh. and that there must be choices, yes. uh, lots of choices in this. But and then in the movies that we're watching, you know, just the inevitability to the courses of these people's lives, and but still, you know, a, a, some choice, I, I guess, some some level of where you're going to space yourself. Uh, for the for the optimal. Well, I was path. thinking about in Winter's Bone the scene when the um when when Thump uh th- what's the last <laughs> Thump, name? Thump, Thump like Wilcox Wilkes Wilson Wilcox Will Thump th- Thump. When, Thump Thump when Thump's family <laughs> fucks her up fucks her up uh-huh. yeah um and they've got her like chained up in that garage or whatever God. and uh and her uncle. Uh, teardrop shows up mm-hmm. um and i was in that scene i was thinking about this thing that happens when you're watching movies where you're like you don't this always happens in movies the character is in some fucked up situation you have no idea how they're gonna get out of the situation and some magical shit happens that gets them out of the situation yeah. and it, in that movie it really i felt you're like, oh, thank God this guy showed up. Cause, and not only do you know that he's going to help her somehow, even though he's been a shit to her the whole movie, like, you know that he's redeemed and that you're going to get to root for him now. Um, and it, I don't know. It felt... I'm, yeah, I'm thinking it, about what you're saying about sp- like spacing yourself and like putting yourself in the right frame of mind or place oh, or time. Yeah, because I was just thinking about it. It's really us as the viewer because, of course, th- that character has not changed really at all. But it's out the way that we greet him, the way we the way we see him, and in, in the in his relationship to other people that that, uh, that that's been colored or changed through through, through the movie. Mm-hmm. That yeah forgives forgives the character on some level, mm-hmm. or yeah creates that space for yeah him to do something miraculous. But, well, but in addition, there's just that piece of. Well, I guess I want to say movie making, but maybe I mean like storytelling where uh, the thing that needs to happen happens. Yeah, (laughs) that's I mean, I was just like, how could it so how could this so smoothly undo itself and her to be? Yeah. Well, and this movie has some really good ones. I mean, yeah. The way the movie ends, or I don't know if it's the really ending of the movie, but the kind of the climax of the movie is her, those women, thumps women, taking mm-hmm. her out on that <laughs> bog or whatever to, oh my to God. chainsaw her father's hands off. Dude, that's just another level. Yeah. And, man, that scene <laughs> is so goddamn good. It's just like, uh, like... There's something so utilitarian about the need for the hands. Like she drops the body, and the the woman is like, "Why well, ah, you, you dropped the? It. We gotta get it. Like, gotta get it. They, Hurry it up. Both hands. The police have seen this trick before. You can't just have one <laughs> hand. It, and it made me think about. Well, of course, this is unrelated, but it made me think about <laughs> Vernon, Florida, 
Like, uh-huh. have, have you listened? Uh, there was like a podcast with Errol Morris a couple of months ago where he talked about like. No. Okay, so like, um, you just drove through, right? We just drove through, yeah, literally. Yeah, okay. But I was so excited. Well, so you know, it's called Nub sign. City, right? No. Okay, so Nub it, Vernon, Florida, was known as Nub City because people. The reason Errol Morris made that documentary is because people he went down there because people there were all these stories of people cutting off their own limbs to collect insurance money. Oh my god! So, but there are these rules like. Um, you you get the big money, big insurance money comes in if you die, but you can be like consi- <laughs> there's some shit I forget the details. I'm getting this wrong, but basically like you can basically <laughs> how close can you get? You basically can be like considered dead if you lose like a leg and an arm, or like two you're dead, or like both your hands. <laughs> or, like, like, like we're gonna code that one as your total. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, that's unfair. Put, put it in the database as a big X. Wow. <laughs> But like, anyway, I was thinking that that moment reminded me of that. But it's there's something so, it's so fucked up. She's like having yeah, this moment where she's like letting go of her father, but she needs she just needs to like bring these hands to, to the reunite. Yeah, to re- like, <laughs> <laughs> to reunite is to shred your father's body apart with a. I mean, I didn't even know the song. I guess was I I I was surprised it worked so well through the water. I, I did not know, know you the... could run a chainsaw through bog water. <laughs> As she's doing it, I'm like, is that going to work? But, hey, uh, you learn something new so, every day. Yeah. You know. What needed to be done. What needed to be done got done. Here's a doobie for your walk. Oh. Yeah, the doobie for the walk is good. Yeah. Yeah. And she's great in it. Is it, is it, I don't know much about Jennifer Lawrence. Lawrence. Yeah. And is an this early like one of role. Her first, an yeah, early, early role. role. Okay, I don't know. It's the I first see why thing. you could take off from from this. Is, oh, is it Missouri or Mississippi? It's Missouri. Missouri. It's the Ozarks. Yes. Yeah. So, so that's what I thought. What do you think? Yeah. I mean, because it's kind of reminiscent of you know, it gets close to Tennessee. I wondered levels, but it's not pure. And you're not getting it's the actually vibes not as, up on Signal Mountain. I'm getting a little bit of the vibes, but not not completely, but in a good way. So maybe there's a pure Ozark level to it. That's just what's that's the good it. what's the good way exactly? <laughs> well, I think, well, like you were saying, I mean, even even in the midst of some real atrocities and, and history of it, mm-hmm. that there's that there is some in the midst of it still a humanity. Mm-hmm. that is uh pretty rich and even the details of you know where these people were living just was kind of making me smack my lips a little bit oh man uh, the, it that movie is shot just beautifully yeah and all those scenes there's so many good scenes of her just like hiking <laughs> just yeah walking around walking around just checking out her and boots, you know american to... werewolf in london starts out uh, the, the the first yeah. like three minutes of that movie oh man are yeah it reminded me actually of um of feelings i had when i was driving around in newfoundland beautiful um, beginning to the to the movie yeah beautiful scenery so is it yeah is that the highlands of in england or something yeah what I they were saying like it's like northern Eng- like nor- i don't i don't the know moors or whatever I've, 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 have, really you, have you ever been to england yeah, and I was. Oh I mean, yeah, you not went to in, Oxford. Not, not in that me- most mountainous whatever level that they had had gotten to. What was England like but for you? 
it was beautiful and you know but i was trying to yeah i was trying to figure out how to what level this kind of yeah like i was thinking saying like the student abroad mm. thing is just a universal uh horrible cliche of the american you know doing when you were a student abroad you see i, think you I was went... trying i think i was aware of that of try, not wanting to be a yeah, what was and your so, behavior yeah, I was, like? I was a her- hermit just like always. I just I was stuck in the room. Same stuff part. And I think Lindsay and I had just started dating a couple months before that, so I was just using up the, the calling cards, call, calling home, like and the first go, going to the bar, getting drunk program. at the bars. Because that way you could be 18. So, yeah, yeah, drunk at the bars and come back and use the calling cards mm-hmm. and burn up the cards mm-hmm. and uh, go, go get more the next day in these little, little shops and stuff. Yeah. But it was nice just kind of wandering, this the kind of wandering element to it and yeah just that you could be accepted somewhere i was thinking about you know in in kind of both movies it's like there's no at no point you're just like i want to go home you know Mm -hmm. that in which i guess was a part of uh midnight express or some other things that we were talking Mm -hmm. about but there's never really this instinct to like what what to what home yeah where is home you know what and um it's weird that that's not more of a part of american werewolf in london actually yeah, there's not like a parents are going to bail you out kind of a thing or, yeah. or we can get out of this. It was more just an it's a real true, interesting acceptance of of a consequence. I mean, uh, and I, I guess. Well, Rhea has going Rhea off has the no trail. Way out. Yeah. Rhea has and Rhea, no way yeah. And uh, yeah, both of their, again, I guess it's grace of, of accepting this, this role of where you're going to end up, you know, yeah. and that knowing from the beginning where you're going to kind of end up and seeing it kind of written out and, or told to you, whispered to you. Um, and you know, but again, like the, and the nightmare level in in American werewolf just, just gets to me too. Just, it's, he kind of tapped into kind of just the, the the fear level that Reed is not exemplify in any way, shape or form. You know, our our eternal question on this podcast of what's your dungeon, you could mm-hmm. you could ask mm-hmm. the question, what's your werewolf? For sure. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, like a mobile a mobile dungeon. But uh, <laughs> a dungeon with feet. <laughs> even even better. Feet in a snout. But... <laughs> a dungeon with a snout. A dungeon with a snout. I, mean, I no, never, right. I never studied abroad, but um, I did go to California, like in lieu mm-hmm. of, in lieu of studying mm-hmm. abroad, um, and I spent a semester. Um, you know what I would do is I would uh, I lived in this like quad. <laughs> uh, there was like a bunch of a bunch of kids living in this quad. It felt like summer camp, and. Uh, I just I like took on this whole personality that was not my my personality, um, <laughs> and I I would just sit around outside. Like a chili bowl here. I didn't do I didn't do a lot of work. Um, what did y'all play outside? Well, uh, there was people were playing like soccer and basketball, I guess. But mm. but I w- mainly I was just sitting outside. I would wear I would uh, wear I had a beard and I would wear a bandana around mm-hmm, my head, mm-hmm. uh, and I would. Uh, be and i would wear like short shorts and like a tank top and i would just like sit outside drinking like a gin and tonic wow like a fucking crazy person oh wow Mm -hmm. you never told me that yeah it was weird 
Um, and it was like going on like every in this everyone in this quad I was living in was like a transfer student. Nobody knew each other. Uh-huh. And we were all just it, it really, bing, bang, boom, bing, bing. Yeah, it was a, like a friend incubator. That is hot. It wasn't that hot for me. I, I mean, I didn't have like any romantic success. Just the, the <laughs> again, just the full forcedness of the yeah, how wedged you were mm-hmm. into that moment. Like, well, you know, but I was I, thinking I, about. I'm not, I'm not nestling myself into any of this shit anymore. Yeah, you, dude. you're not a. I'm way off to. to I'm way, way off to the side. Yeah, I'm way off to the side now. But I was thinking so. about it in relation to American Werewolf in London that he. What if that's the person, like the werewolf is the personality you acquire, yeah, yeah. like you trying to be a new man somehow, you become the werewolf. Mm, don't we? Don't we? Yeah. And, you know, like I said, I mean, it just because it, I was like, is it as simple as it's not like a puberty thing, but it almost feels just as simple as or just this. Yeah, just a pure sexuality perversion level mm-hmm. of, of violent level of uh, what is that is violence like the perversion of sexuality or something some like weird freudian thing that's got to be I some don't know. that's some freud level thing it's probably real yeah that's gotta and, be something uh, but or on, or on some level some or like in, some mi- in mind hunter that's some, some mind hunter yeah, yeah, so yeah that there some was, there was always tied right? together yeah, yeah there was always tied together Hmm. And, uh, but yeah, with <laughs> Winter's Bone, with Winter's Bone, I mean, not not so much so, just the title itself. <laughs> um, any, I, I did, um, I was thinking about the, um, discussion of, there was that weird moment in American, I'm going to come back to the moment in American Werewolf in London in which the nurses are talking about uh, being able to discern a Jewish penis. Mm, yeah, yeah. Um, and I just found myself thinking about it a lot. Like I made a note on my notes that, the, and the note just says Jew penises. Um, question mark? <laughs> no, no question mark. Just, uh. Uh, like, um, I guess it's just about the circumcision thing, even though many people's penises are circumcised. Well, it must be implied, yeah. Is there something I mean, else about a Jewish penis that I'm not aware of as a Jew? With a as penis? a Jew, no, nothing that you're not aware of. Okay. But no, it seems like to, other, pe- other people believe know. they're aware of other things <laughs> of the Jewish penis. <laughs> they seemed like sort of excited by it and repulsed by it. That's fair. Okay. That's fair. All right. Okay, I'd say so. We don't have to keep talking again. If and if nurses would give this, you know, I get it. So, and it plays into the most childish levels of yeah of titillation. Wait, hold on, and what are you saying jealousy. about nurses? What are you saying about nurses? The nurse, or just the, you know, or the the gossiping nurses, the or like, the, the kind of like B level porn level seventies mm-hmm, mm-hmm. thing of it. On some level too, and what is it? End. He's at a kind of a yeah, in a porn theater yeah, coming yeah. out of the, the yeah. wolf coming out of the porn theater. Yeah, and uh, uh, I forgot that it kind of ended with him exiting that theater and then getting in, into the alleyway. Yeah, what does but, the porn have to do with it? 
it just again, I just kept saying it can't be as simple as just kind of pointing to, yeah, just those base perversions of men and of men. See, that's where I come um, back to it being a movie about boredom. Mm-hmm. And like, so I was, yeah, or, and I said I was asking the word or and sexual anxiety. Yeah, it's just like yeah, bored, sexual boredom or se yeah, uh, sexual anxiety. Yes. But the boredom, so give me the boredom. Whew. Lot to think about. Um, uh, wait, there was something else I wanted to say about boredom. Oh, I wanted to talk about the, um, just maybe. Winner's bound. Well, I wanted to, no, about uh, American Werewolf in London. Just another thing about the music. Um like mm. so, but the, I guess co maybe comparing it to Winter's Bone, I brought up that like lyrical moment with the children, where it feels like we've kind of like left the movie for a moment, and we're just like watching these kids play. It like gets kind of yeah. It like feels like a moment from like a Terrence Malick. Terrence movie. Malick. Yeah, I yeah. was just gonna say the okay. same thing. I can't believe you're saying that. Oh, so keep going. But like in American Werewolf in London, in the middle of the movie, there's the great like. There's the montage where he's like bored out of his mind and Bad Moon Rising is playing and he's just like yeah. wandering around the apartment. Just he's right like, right before it's yeah, going to yeah, strike. Yeah, right before. Well, it. So and he kn he knows that it's going to happen, right? He says, well, he does because totally... in the nightmare that he's being told. Well, so but that that to me is the most interesting moment because that's the moment where he doesn't yet actually know that like there's no way he could know that this is going to happen to him actually at this point, but what he knows is um hmm. Is that he feels crazy, and that that he's like, he's this kid basically who is like, live like kind of all of a sudden like living with this like hot nurse in London, and mm. she's like gone off to work, and he's just like roaming around the apartment, and I just what a great vision of boredom, like yeah, oh man, of like that a moment where you're, where you're like in. I don't know, in someone strange's apartment and you don't know what to do with yourself and you're just like wandering around. There's, that's a real like life moment. Yeah. Like, I don't know yeah. what to say about it even, but I was really charmed by it. Oh man, I'm so glad that you were charmed by it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that movie charmed the pants right off of me. I'm so glad. Right, right down to my Jewish penis. <laughs> the Jewish la layers were, and I guess, la so I, I just never thought of John Landis, never, it, being particularly Jewish, but obviously he is must, he Jewish? Is he? That's my question. I mean, or at least it's so rich in in the characters. Uh, hold, hold on, I'm just gonna Landis. It's so rich in storytelling. Uh, I thought it was really interesting. Yeah, and, Land and, and then blowing away the. <laughs> I mean, what, what look like this, these Nazi hogs like coming through. <laughs> and blowing away like with the menorah on the above the fireplace, which I had just forgotten the first one. Must have it was pretty probably pretty weird for me to see as as a kid, mm -hmm. I think. And it's a great portrayal, yeah, just of the nightmare of mm -hmm. some of that stuff. Yeah. My grandfather apparently had hor horrendous, you know, nightmares for decades after the war. He was a liberator. At the end of uh, World he War Two, and like liberating the camps, and so I'd have like nightmares. Apparently, uh, you know, I think at, at some point he had woken up, and they were kind of going tent to tent and kind of killing some of the soldiers. And so he and some of the he was in one of these farther tents, 
and he apparently got out and kind of ran into the woods or escaped somehow. And so he had nightmares for the rest of his life. Never talked about it really with anybody, but apparently, at least my yeah, at least Jesus. dad's kind of told me that that piece of it. But yeah, just that those can yeah can can kind of be un the underneath of of who we are and 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 what's it and what is it making us? Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean. To what level, yeah, I guess in, in these movies, like to what level could you be utterly changed and to what level could you, I'm not saying that she's, that Rhi is not changed, but uh, I guess miraculous to the point that you could be, that you could come out kind of in one piece. Maybe she you know, knows even. she can do it now. Yeah. I don't know what changes. And that there's, a, but that there's also a givenness to it from the very beginning, just a, and it's not just like this, it's not just a hearty you know, nature to her, or whatever you want no, to say. No, no, no. But it's just like there's an absolutely spiritual toughness to that, to that character. Fuck yeah. And well, okay, so this greatly, is, I'm drawn. glad you're talking about the change the characters undergo. But I think what I'm interested in as we move forward in this mm -hmm. journey together <laughs> is how these movies might be changing us. Mm -hmm. Um. And, you know, I've talked a bunch on here about, like, how, like, the parts of my life that I feel like I've gotten from movies, you know, like, yeah. um, pieces of my personality that have come from movies. And I, I, I don't know, I'm, I'm wondering how, how this an analysis of, like, um, what I'm, what I make of these stories, like, how, what, what I make of these stories, um, maybe could, could and to an optimistic way of thinking about it, um, possibly be able to like alter me into a like a better version of myself. Oh. Can movies get us there? I mean, I think it's keeping me. It, it keeps reminding me of the way that I'm. I look at other people. The way that I look at the way people interact interact with each other. And that it's making me hit the wall, you know, over and over. Yep. How were how were there two full moons? How were there? Was it two full moons like back to it was back? Like was two it the two nights? nights? I guess it was two, two nights. nights. Yeah. Like one night, couldn't figure that. Yeah. But it just keeps, you know, kind of taking me back to uh, th this sense that uh, I'm kind of trapped in the way that I I, I see the world, you know. Well, and as much as I want to ex ex expose myself to, to to these other things in a in a way that would alter me, you know, it it is there's a there's a stuck there's a stuckness. But stories stuckedness. But telling stories, um, telling stories is a like a form of like you could think of it as like empathy training, mm -hmm. like um. Marilyn Robinson has this essay where she talks about how, um, st like the instinct to produce stories is us exercising our like our capacity for hypothesis, basically. Mm -hmm. That a story is your hypothesis about how the world works, um, and your your sanity is sort of dependent one in one way or another on the degree to which you are like. Uh, trapped in a bad narrative or or maybe like in control of a good narrative mm -hmm. or, um but so 
that's storytelling. That's like coming up with stories. But I do think all of this, you know, we're stuck. We're fucking stuck right yeah, now. Yeah, I was going to say we're just stuck. I think you, we can't put it to practice right now. I think that's what's getting me. But we can watch movies. Me. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, it's like, it's, it's like we're stuck in our houses, but we can like watch, we can watch Re have this incredibly emotional journey around the death of her father. And how could it not just like slice you open? Mm-hmm. And carve you up. When you are blue, so you can fool me some more. I know you'll hike it, someday you'll pack, then you'll believe in my door. Oh, but I kinda like it, taking you back, so you can fool me some more. I only look for roses when in season. Ah, but you're a rose that comes and goes without a I make my mind up, I'm just a fool, someday I'll even the score, only to wind up breaking the rule, so you can fool me some more.